0: do God's work.
1: There are women and children in there.
0: You will be king. This throne is my... Separate.
1: Summon my baby brother... He knows you're strong.
0: You have to help us. In the Silver Mountains, there are said to be bandits who despise your brother and his men. I will have what is
1: mine.
0: you find me lad you were his friend we fought alongside one another you are the outlaw they call the white ghost I am the white ghost
2: if we escape my brother I will be the king I will give you a reward how old are you? 10? 14
0: if ah! <laughs> you save this boy God will forgive you God's will when they pretend it ends in blood. That I'll drink to.
1: to they call this a movie testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time subscribe to the podcast on itunes and other podcast services by searching they call this a movie we are part of the main naming network To find more from us check out the website the main or on twitter facebook and instagram at the main amy we are also now a proud member of geek vibes nation you can find them at gvnation.com welcome back to they call this a movie this is anthony lovecki and with me as always is dan aquino and mark meyer say hello
0: gentlemen how's it going everyone
2: yeah no bit just a
1: question would this movie we
2: watch today be what happens if you let a five-year-old write a script and they just wrote about all the things they'd like to see? Like, oh, I like a little bit of sword fighting. Oh, and some archery. And they have to be ninjas and just Isn't sort like, of
0: throw everything at the wall.
1: This might be the most sophisticated five-year-old ever, but sure.
0: Yeah. I want well, the guy who played Darth Vader. Description. <laughs> Give me you know. Darth Vader. Okay, what else do you want? Nick Cage. (laughs) Five year olds, notorious (laughs) Nick Cage fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, they
2: love him.
1: Yeah, five do- year olds. We really need to make a lot of money in the Chinese markets, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, oh, did I turn
2: good. this into one of those tweets where somebody says, Oh man, my kid today? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> my kid wanted to know why everything is going on. Like, why are they trying to steal this thing? Like, no, your kids never ever mentioned anything <laughs> <It's> like geopolitical. <laughs> anything like that your your kid was probably shitting its pants and <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but before we get into
0: the movie that our favorite 5 year old wrote what did you guys watch this week i actually took a break a little bit of a break because i had just been binge watching horror movies and my psyche kind of really needed that because okay. i was just it was just like constant nightmares really so the only thing i watched i started watching the blood of zeus on netflix okay. and it hasn't really helped my psyche because it's really weird because Greek mythology was very, like, incestuous and just like, you know, the gods are just like banging everybody. Mm-hmm. i was like, All right, well, this is kind of a horror as well. So I didn't really help myself. <laughs> but it's a pretty good. It's an anime. I think it's pretty much in this. Have either of you seen the Castlevania Netflix series? Nope. Okay. It's in a similar vein as that, but Matthew Mercer's in it. So I figured oh, I'll check it out. So it's interesting, but, again, kind of nightmarish at times. Okay. Mark, what about you?
2: Yeah, so no movies. The only thing I watched this week that was quite interesting, but thought to stick along to it, but The Game and Historian came out with a new video, and it was about when they tried to put Mega Man on the PC back in the 90s, and just that was basically one guy made it, and it's just, it was just a really interesting story of how Capcom and how PC gaming was back then. So. That was really the only thing I watched outside of preparing for everything we got going on that I think this will air after. But, yeah, just got to listen to that in the background. And if you have any interest in documentaries or even things with video games, it's a nice quick little one about something that probably many of
1: us don't really know about. Okay. For me, not much. It is a short week. We recorded Sunday. Sunday. So we're recording this on Thursday. So we don't have a whole lot of time. But in terms of me, you know, Mandalorian came out. I haven't watched that I've only gotten halfway through The Boys, I've gotten halfway through Watchmen, all this great stuff that is at my fingertips and I can watch anytime I want, but I chose not to. What am I watching? We're <laughs> running through The Secret Life of the American Teenager, and I couldn't <laughs> be happier because this show is insane. If this was a movie, it would be a perfect choice for an episode of this show. Yes, the show's insane. I've seen it before, or at least like the first two seasons or so, because my parents used to watch it, and when I was the time the show aired, I was still living at home, so I caught plenty of it. The show's wild. I love it. It's maddening. Shailene Woodley's character is the main character. She's the she's the titular American teenager. I mean, I guess everybody is, but she's like the girl that gets pregnant in the first episode. Yeah. She makes a heel turn in <laughs> in this show completely unexpected yep that's what it's i've wild. heard it's wild i don't usually suggest watching teen dramas mark might but i usually wouldn't yeah but this one if you're gonna watch one this is it it's insane ernie hudson's yeah. in it sometimes he's awesome
0: Ooh, oh, yeah. that's, a so good, is, that's a good um, thing
1: jennifer coolidge has a extended uh, guest uh, appearance molly ringwald's the mom molly right? ringwald she's terrible i'll be yeah. honest with you uh Stephen Sharippa from The Sopranos has an extended guest role. This is from the uh, writers of Seventh Heaven, or the creator of Seventh Heaven. Yeah, Brenda Hampton. This show's crazy. If you wanted to do a drinking game, you wouldn't last a commercial break. Drink every time someone says the word sex. My God. Even for teenagers, these kids are obsessed. Like a little too obsessed. But they're like chased at it. So it's like they're talking about it like clinically. Even I had to take a break every now and then when I was a teenager. Well, it's not even like they're all having sex. They're all just talking about the want to have sex and just very clinical about it.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I'm just saying, even me, I I thought about it, talked about it, and then, you know, I at least took a weekday or like like one day during the weekend to do it, you know, just sit down and play some Mario Kart or something just to (laughs) forget about it. (laughs) But that's what we've been
1: watching. It's really just a, it's kind of a background show for us while we're doing other things, but it's... It's a fascinating show to watch, suggest it for
0: if you're in that kind of headspace where you want to watch something completely bonkers. Awesome. I I actually, I had a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. I saw a tweet about a week ago and I was discussing it with someone at work and I just wanted your take on it. So there was a tweet about how on the set of the new James Bond movie, was it No Time to Die? Daniel Craig saw Rami Malek in makeup for the first time. And the tweet was like, he was so taken aback, he had no idea. I was like, well, like why does this always happen with actors? Like They know who's in the movie, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they know it's makeup. Like, it happened with The Dark Knight, with Michael Caine, when he first saw Heath Ledger as the Joker. Did you hear that story? Yeah. So, yeah, essentially, the first time the Joker comes up into the party, and that's the first time Michael Caine was seeing him, and that's the genuine reaction. Like, oh, holy shit why you know you know who that is you like, you read the script did you not <laughs> and then the joker comes up to the oh okay so that's when i see him got it am i wrong am i off here should the, should these people not know what the hell is going on that's
2: the thing dan daniel craig thinks it's all real uh, that's how they get such great performances out of him
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's really a spy <laughs> yeah he really thinks he's a spy <laughs>
0: he, he that, calls mi6 be... and they're like
2: yeah, they you gave you him a special
0: it. number right <laughs> Every time he calls Ralph Fiennes, like, oh, here we go. Yes, 007.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks Knives Out was a, uh, a mission. <laughs> right.
0: You have to go undercover in the bayou. <laughs> okay, I got to work he, on he my...
2: method for Casino Royale and never got out of it. <laughs> right. He's just been James Bond acting since 2006.
0: Can you imagine? That's a terrible fate to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks he's Bond I and mean, we go with it.
2: There it's... are really aliens in this Western town.
0: <laughs> I would not want to be stuck in Cowboys and Aliens. That kill me right then and there. Smothered John Favreau's a masterpiece. <laughs> For all the good things he's done, like obviously you're not always going to hit home runs, but that movie, whew, oh boy, that hurts. I actually, I just rewatched that maybe like two months ago. I just remember like th- there was so much hype over that movie. Yeah. And it was so bad. It made no sense, really. I remember seeing that in theaters, but that's about how much I remember it. I watched it on a Friday night. I just got home from work and it was probably like an awful day at work. I was like, I don't want to go to bed because then I'll have to wake up and suffer life all over again. So I just want to stay awake as long as humanly possible. And that came on. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll watch it. But man, it was probably worse to do that because then I watched that and then had to do it all over again the next day. <laughs> just punishing myself going back to my original point aren't actors should know what what's going on right sure okay so it's not just me think like everyone's like oh my god that's that's amazing i i think in the case of michael cain you're having to process a lot
1: at the same Mm -hmm. time not necessarily just just the flustered from just the moment of being like you're seeing him for the first time not like oh my god he's so scary looking more like oh all right well that's what he looks like I have to process that. I haven't gotten a chance to process it like everybody else did. Okay. Now I'm having to do it in the middle of a scene. <laughs>
0: okay. that would make more sense because if he's not around Heath Ledger, he's not gonna be able to see that. But yeah. like so now you've seen Remy Malik, right? Yeah. But you're offset. You're like, are you gonna freak out every time you see him? <laughs> oh my god. You look like there's something on your face. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, it's 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 makeup, Daniel. Oh shit. All right. You scared me there. I think it's what annoyed me was how if if you saw that walking down the street, I don't even think I would give that a second look. I just kind of look at him like, oh, that guy's got a fucked up face. All right, whatever. But the, people are like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. Yeah. If, for some reason, it just bothered me.
1: Uh, you know what? I don't even really know what Remy Malik is supposed to look like in this movie right now. Off oh, well, top you're of my in head. for a
0: treat, man.
1: When you go see this movie, freak <laughs> I'm gonna be taken aback. Yeah. <laughs> Dan was
0: right. We have genuine reaction to it. That's real, baby. You can't fake that. But as a viewer, has anyone ever done that? <laughs> like, like when you when you saw the Joker, were you, did you jump in your chair? No. Dear God. You know the Joker's gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I thought it was like, oh, well, that's interesting, but I wasn't. Like I didn't throw my popcorn everywhere. I've only done that when David Bowie did his cameo in Zoolander. It's like holy shit, it's really him. <laughs> but he, it's the Duke. I don't know. I just I don't I don't think as a as a audience member as a viewer outside of like a horror movie obviously where they're trying to make you jump. I've never been in like a Marvel movie and they show like oh shit the abomination <laughs> that's incredible no it, it's you know it's fake well you say
1: this now but when you see the new look of steppenwolf oh, the new in Zack snyder's justice league you're gonna be singing a different tune baby uh, <laughs> i'm
0: sure i will it's you know what if it's anything other than me yelling fuck you at the screen and turning it off i'd be surprised yeah
1: that's going mean, to be my It might not wish. even happen, though, because they took the trailers down. So that means it's canceled.
0: Yep. Canceled. Hashtag. Everyone freaked out. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> I love it. These people are so fragile. Yeah. It's And so it was like, awful. it was the week
1: of election, uh, <laughs> of, of a <laughs> national election, and these people are trying to take over Twitter about fucking Snyder <laughs> Cut. It's like, let's process one fucking thing at yeah. a time,
0: people. Yeah. We actually have something important happening. Yeah. This, this is, is a real thing. thing. Where's my, where's my trailer? Where's my trailer? I need the trailer. Only one thing will help me through this. It's, it's so beautiful how these people cling to this. It is their saving grace. Now I just want it to not come out, so it can crush everyone's soul and spirit, so they give up. I'm never gonna, I don't, I don't have faith in humanity anymore, man. This, this sucks. <laughs>
1: So, if you've noticed, we're avoiding this week's movie. A Because this week was Dan's pick. And Dan, as few months ago, I had said that there have been certain types of movies that were banned until the start of 2021. And I'd forgotten about that before Dan had picked this. But Dan, why don't you introduce this week's movie?
0: Sure. So, yes, I will apologize. I'll start that. I apologize for this episode. I was kind of under the gun, to be fair. We, short we, week. We had a short week, a short turnaround. This was like our Thursday night football. Although also to be fair, I said last week, if you could pick it before the weekend, it would help me out. Oh, that's true. So, <laughs> Well, there goes that. All right. But anyway, I was shirking my responsibility. I had a lot on my mind. All right, guys. It was Halloween weekend. It was, it was Halloween, Halloween week. weekend. I was hosting for a few people and I was under the gun there. My, my wife is ex- yelling at me. Snyder Cut trailer disappeared. I, yeah, I was not in the right headspace, all right, aunt. All right, <laughs> I was very distraught. I was I was just my my soul was heavy. But yeah, I apologize for this. But I luckily or unluckily, whatever however you want to put it, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw a tweet from Scott Weinberg, who I follow and you should follow as well. He's very funny. He's a fellow Philadelphian, Mark, I believe. Yeah. And he Posted that a movie had just come out on Prime, and it looked interesting. So it had Nicolas Cage in it. It had Darth Vader in it. I can't remember his name. I just had it up. James Earl Jones. (laughs) That's it. Hayden Christensen. Yes, James Earl Jones. Had Hayden Christensen and Nick Cage. So I said, oh, that's like the perfect storm of suckage right there. There's no way this can't be bad or good. There's no way that this can't be good to review. That's what I'm trying to say. So I I did a quick search on it. Seemed promising. Outcast. That is what I chose. And you know what? Not great. Mhm. Yeah. Outcast. Not great.
1: Mark, where you come from with this movie?
0: <laughs> I think that was yeah. the the, uh, the tagline for the movie. <laughs> yeah. So 14, Outcast. I uh, had no idea
2: about this movie. Obviously, with it being a more recent Nick Cage movie, I haven't seen many of those. But I was as excited when Dan mentioned that it might have Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen in it because just that combo of acting together would be enough for this show and we do get it a little bit near the end when they're both together. But man, is this is this movie not White Savior, the film in
0: it? <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> it
2: kind uh, of is it is. Everything about it, just going through it, I was just like Okay, I kind of don't know where we are. Like in the beginning, I kind of got that we were in in the Crusades, and then they go east, but they're not totally east because it still looks like Middle East. I don't know if they pop something up on the screen that I missed to really get location. So, But all it was about was these white people saving these darker-skinned people from things going on. That's essentially what the entire movie was about. And then it all ends with a uh, cultural appreciation helms deep at the end there with the battle outside the cave, where the only two people strategizing anything are Hayden Christensen and Nicholas Cage <laughs> for that whole thing, despite the fact that two very competent warriors, as we find out during the fight. I really wanted it to be more about Nick Cage's character, uh, but I was slightly disappointed that it wasn't as good as it sounded like going in.
1: Yeah, I think the, the problem is that we follow Hayden Christensen, and Hayden Christensen isn't a Nicolas Cage. He is a blank slate. That's not fun. Nicolas Cage is anything but a blank slate, especially here in the 20 minutes that we have with him. He's off the rails. Not like like super – not vampires kiss Nicolas Cage, but for let's make this movie to try and make money in the Chinese market, he's pretty off the wall here. So he's only in it for 20 minutes. He's in the very beginning. He's at the very end, and he's wild. And then it's just a lot of walking around and a lot of action pieces that aren't terrible. You know, the the choreography's okay. It's just, I liken this in our texts to Legend of Hercules, the one we did, which mm-hmm. started the ban on these types of movies. <laughs> two for two. It just feels the same, really. The very hey. beginning of this movie feels very inspired by 300
0: and it kind of felt like, uh, what was it, like Last Kingdom? Have you ever seen that movie with Orlando Bloom? Kingdom of Heaven? Kingdom of Heaven, that's what, yeah. I'm pretty sure there is a movie called Last Kingdom that might be similar to this, too. Maybe. I, it, that might be newer. But Kingdom yeah. of Heaven, I thought that's where they were going with this. Mm. I This just
1: reiterates what I said about these movies and uh, The Legend of Hercules. They're not for me. <laughs> I don't know who they're for, to be honest. Yeah, that's just these sword and sandals movies is this is close uh, close enough to that where it's just like all right i get it i don't love it i don't really love even like even the good ones that i'm not a huge fan of like gladiator is fine i saw it once i don't ever need to see it again i know I'm, this is this probably is coming this sounded like blasphemy to to dan as he's uh to his to... russell crow
0: poster <laughs> do i <laughs> wait, wait did jen get a russell crow poster and i didn't know <laughs> Oh no, that's I am not that big of a Russell Crowe fan. I, I mean, I yeah, like. Is Butler poster? Is there one of those down that, there? Well, now that's in my room. I have that. On, I have that on the ceiling. So yeah. before I go to bed, the last thing I see and the first thing I wake up to is Gerard Butler. She does have a uh,
1: Russell Crowe poster down there, but it's that movie that he uh, shot in Italy with Ridley Scott and Penelope Cruz or whoever, <laughs> yeah. oh, where he yeah. owns a vineyard. <laughs> well,
0: is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh God, that sounds awful. I forgot the name of it, but no, I, I... End up right now. I just need some time. I listen. I do like Gladiator. I am. I thought that was a very good movie, but I am not in love with Russell Crowe. I th- I think that's, that's like the only Russell Crowe movie I like. That that's exactly what somebody who would be in love with <laughs> Russell Crowe would say. Right, I don't <laughs> like him. I swear I don't like him.
1: It's called A Good Year, and it wasn't it wasn't Penelope Cruz. It was the one that looks like Penelope Cruz, Mar- right. Marianne Cotillard.
0: She looks like Penelope Cruz.
1: Yeah, she's like a dark haired woman from <laughs> Europe. Okay, well, oh, close okay.
0: enough, <laughs> I guess.
2: By the way, that's such a pretentious name for a wine movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. This is how boring this movie was where, you know, I started watching it and it opens up in the Crusades. And for some reason, Hayden Christensen and Nick Cage have enough time in the middle of like one of the most historic battles in like history. They have enough time to just kind of bitch and moan at each other. Mm. Meanwhile, dudes are being shot with arrows behind them, getting sliced in half. And they're, they're just kind of, you know, shooting the shit. But I was like, all right, you know, I, I can kind of get behind this. I I like these types of movies. I enjoy war scenes. Who doesn't like that? And then it, it takes a hard, like a nosedive after that when they leave the Crusades and now Hayden Christensen is a drunk. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided, like, you know what, I'm going to just, like, work out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start doing some some exercises and I'll catch what I can. So I kind of got the gist of this movie. <laughs> it was more of more along the lines of cliff notes that I have here. Than, sure. And it's a longer movie. It's like close to two hours, right? No. It's, it's like an hour and forty. Yeah. It, it felt like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is one movie I do not need longer and grittier. No. <laughs> but also, like I kind of I kind of liked the simplicity of the story it was going for, where it, it's a hostile takeover, right? We it's happened in history forever. It's happening right now, sort of. And it's one of those things where it could have been done so much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think what Mark is saying with the whole white savior, if you don't follow Hayden Christensen and you follow the brother and sister instead, mm-hmm. and maybe you get Nick Cage in there at one point to just be like a mentor, not not the savior, this movie probably does a little bit better. but. Hayden Christensen is just not... He's not dynamic enough.
2: I think that's a good way to put him. Yeah. You know who would have been great in this movie? Maybe not
0: great, but for some reason, Chris Pine. Hmm, I like Chris Pine. I, th- I think he would do a much better job than yeah. Hayden Christensen. But is Chris Pine just not... Isn't he just
1: Matt Damon in The Great Wall?
2: Well, Does Chris Pine's accent change six times in the movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we haven't made this movie yet. He can <laughs> We, yeah, we, can make him, we can make him do whatever we want. It, who else was in Great Wall? What's his name is, right? Mando? Is he? I think so. Is it, that's his partner, isn't it? I don't remember.
2: It's the it's the only two things I remember about Great Wall is that it was another thing made to make money in the Chinese market and it, uh, Matt Damon couldn't decide on an accent.
0: No, Mark, you can't prove that it was supposed to make money in China. You can't prove that. <laughs> All right. I, you, there's no shred of evidence that the Great Wall... Was to make money in China, all right? And showing the Chinese destroy the Mongols, or make the Mongols
2: look like supernatural animals, or whatever.
1: That movie is
0: supposed to. Or maybe third bill Hong Kong actor Andy Lau. (laughs) (laughs) I like how they all dressed up as Power Rangers in that movie. Did you ever see that? (laughs) Everyone's like super colorful, and their armor is like like sharp and shiny. Yeah, I thought that was very fun. Just like they did in uh in ancient China, <laughs> they had Power Ranger suits. There is a better version of this movie, and
1: it's called The Hidden Fortress, which was the basis of Star Wars done by Akira Kurosawa in the 50s or 60s. Essentially the same story, but yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. I don't really have much interesting th- things to say about it. There's like a lot of swaths where things just happen. It's not right. It blends. Every yeah. scene kind
0: of just blends where. I don't think Hating Christensen says anything of importance. You know what it is? It's one long mission where Christensen is just helping these two people get from an point A to mission, point B. It's an mission escort in the mission movie? Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's just one long escort mission. They decided at some point to just take
2: the most generic plots that you could take. Like, uh, disgraced brother is general but thinks he deserves the crown. Right. And they're going to younger brother. But this isn't sexist, so the daughter is actually the protector. She's right. the strong one. And then the younger brother wants to be the populist king that mm-hmm. is out for the little man when he's confronted with one of them. And then the white ghost is obviously your friend from a right. long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, just all all those tropes and just very generic tropes that can show that this was probably made, written pretty quickly, would be my guess. That somebody just said, oh, we need, like Anne said earlier. Uh we just need some movie that has far east stuff in it that we can make some money in China. Just write something up. They love that whole dynasty bullshit, right? Yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> let's do that. I got
1: news for you. This mu- this movie didn't make jack shit either. <laughs> <laughs> also, the girl they pick up lifts right out of this movie.
2: Yeah. I thought they were going to make her either be like this really good martial artist
1: or something like that, like something else that was missing, yeah. like a surprise. I needed mean, um, magic, I think. Yeah. I think something like I think one of the like the girl should have been like a he- a magical healer. Like he gets run through and is like no wait and just does, like a hand thing on. I
0: was like oh my god why is this in here I don't know but it's fun ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> yeah so the budget was twenty five mil it made five million worldwide made five mil yeah, cumulative yeah. that's yeah that's as they say in the business pretty bad yep <laughs> and I think that five million was probably like nicholas cage's paycheck <laughs> his monthly payment towards his pyramid
1: uh, headstone
0: <laughs> are we worried that nicholas cage will just be remembered as the guy who took whatever and not as like a pretty good actor i think probably <laughs> right <laughs> for a mass audience and i don't i don't know if that makes me sad or you're just like i'm indifferent about it but because we've all seen the good that nick cage can do and there's there's episodes and sitcoms dedicated to him. There's podcasts d- directed towards just all of his movies. I feel like you see the good that he's done is being overshadowed by this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't necessarily think he cares, but it's just weird to think that years from now when he dies, people are going back like, oh, well, let's, let's watch a Nicolas Cage movie and there'll be like a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. Well, where do I start? You know, it really doesn't matter, I guess, because they all just kind of blend at certain points. Yeah, I think the precedent
1: for that would be Christopher Walken, you know, another one. So Christopher Walken, I mean, he was I'm pretty sure he won the Oscar for his role in Deer Hunter. So he's an accomplished actor. But as he got older, he was in the country bears movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I, I think I always remember a, a quote of his, and I compare, I'm going to paraphrase it. Cause I don't remember exactly what it was. Cause someone asked him, why does he take all these, these roles in these uh, objectively bad movies? And he said, well, I'm an actor. That's what I do. So I act. So people offer me
0: roles and I like to act. So I act in these movies. I, yeah. It's essentially, that's his job. Who turns down work. Yeah. You know? So if you're a freelancer, if someone comes to you for work, you're not going to turn it down.
2: Yeah. yeah, I just need everyone to forget about that unfortunate boat ride I have with Robert Wagner. <laughs>
0: the more the more movies I do, the less people remember. That's uh, the, that's a great article, by the way. Yep. <laughs> the Onion article. Oh my God. Still my favorite. I wonder that, what
1: my life would have been like if I hadn't turned down Star Wars or thrown <laughs> Natalie Wood off that boat. <laughs>
0: But in the span of a week, I think you sent me two articles. One was the dreaded Laramie one mm-hmm. the, with the click haul. Which
1: one of my garbage sons
0: are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I am t- listeners out there. Go look up this article. Which one of my, which one of my garbage sons are you? I have not laughed so fucking hard in so long than when I read that article. Like, Some of the choices are like (laughs) hiring Eddie Van Halen (laughs) to come to my house and tell, to go to your father's house and tell him how bad your father is or something like that. (laughs) It is so batshit insane, but it's so good. And I think we were discussing that article and you sent the Onion one about (laughs) Christopher Walken. (laughs) Was he really up for the role? Yeah, I believe he turned down Han Solo. Wow. There, and there's a, a, just real quick, uh, Patton Oswalt does a bit about how apparently Nick Nolte was also up for the role of Han Solo, but turned, I think he lost out to uh, to uh, Harrison Ford at like the last minute. Mm-hmm. So he does a good bit about that. And he's like, oh, hell Chewbacca. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I go fix the that. Oh, geez. It's, it's, that's essentially what
1: uh, Harrison. It's so funny. Uh, It's everyone's Nick nolte impression because i've heard it on other podcasts too is him saying oh hell i don't know
0: <laughs> oh hell oh hell i don't know chewbacca oh gee <laughs> he does another one with uh was it if he's batman oh hell robin oh, the bat <laughs> signal oh, just call the cops <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i would have liked to have seen that in uh i like to see that in any movie. Put it in Outcast. <laughs> Speaking of Outcast. Oh hell. I don't well, leave
1: me alone. He would have fit right into that saloon. He would have, right? <laughs> as the drunk the drunk guy, as drunk Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Outcast from the 2014's directed by Nick Powell. He's only directed one other movie, the 2019 film Primal. my rewards.
0: Tell them to oppose
1: the Durban Marshall credit card bill. He, has, he is a, a collector of exotic animals that break loose on the shipping containers.
2: Yeah, so a documentary.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's another that that movie sounds interesting. He's also he's an accomplished stunt man, uh, Nick Powell. He's a stunt coordinator, almost too many to name, but some: with Born Identity, Twenty Days Later, Cinderella Man, Judge Dredd, Braveheart, starring. Nicholas Cage, Hayden Christensen, Paul Philip Clark, Simon Chin, Brian Ho, and Yafiu Lee, also known as 2019s or 2020s Mulan. She yeah. plays Leanne? Okay. Leanne, I think, in the name of this movie. IMDb score of 4.6 and a Rotten Tomato score of 5. Budget That's Pretty low. <laughs> $25 million and it we, made we, five. We just let that hang there. <laughs> they got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 5. It made $1
0: million for each percentage point on Rotten Tomatoes it's it scored. Just, you know what I think it is with this movie? It's not the fun bad. Because whenever we review a bad movie, it's fun bad. Yeah. Right? This is mm-hmm. just bad bad. Yeah.
2: Yes. it It's a movie that, and forgive me if you guys had alluded to this earlier, that if they would have picked the lane in the beginning, like if it would have been a movie all about the Crusades or a movie all about a far east dynasty Mm -hmm. thing you may have had a better shot at making a better movie
0: it it should have been what it should have been so we have at the beginning where christensen and cage are kind of going at it and how christensen makes a comment to cage that he's no longer the same person as he was when this whole thing started we should have seen what it built up to we should have seen how these guys are devout christians they're fighting for god and along the way, they're just, like, they're doing all the atrocious things that were done in the Crusades. And, like, it, it turns Nick Cage from a zealot into just, like, what the fuck are we doing here? With And just, but he says that in a really bad accent. <laughs> and you just, you do it that way instead of it just, like, you're a different person. Well, well okay. How do we know that? He just, he looks like Nick Cage to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie just takes itself too seriously, to be honest
1: with you. Yes. Except for Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is not taking this movie seriously. He's in his own movie when he comes on screen. We talk about a lot of just like we're talking about these bad movies is just rip off better movies. This movie, you could rip off Star Wars in this movie. If you you could Hayden Christensen could be the Han Solo of this movie, but he takes himself too seriously.
0: It would have been great if, at the beginning, mm. there's the scene with the, all the crossbowmen mm. on the wall. It would have been great if he just, like, all right, enact Order 66, and then everyone just runs and just slaughters <laughs> all of the defenders. Yeah. That would have been fun. A nice little throwback.
2: I think the only time I was happy for something he did in this movie was when he punched that uh, what would he, madame in, in the face oh, when they got yeah. tricked. Oh,
0: That's yeah. right. Just walks yeah. right up to him, punches her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so
1: so that that scene too, that's like when they go to that town. I thought we were gonna have a Moss Eisley moment, you know? Yeah, that felt like especially when they're getting in there and she like pays off the guards and the guards let them through. Mm-hmm. It felt like this was a gonna be like an Moss Eisley scene, but not really. So that was a little disappointing in terms of just you know I wanted to have to have fun. It's like these are exotic locations. It's like right. I mean, we do trot around the woods for. 50 minutes of this movie which isn't fun like i watched
0: that on a shitty prime horror
1: movie (laughs) it's it's a
0: lot of trudging yeah it's lord of the rings without any of the uh, mysticism yeah yeah you guys want to get into the plot yes (laughs) yes oh hell i don't want to get into the plot well what do you got for us dan okay so as i like to say and talk about our good friend tia and her podcast top 10 with tia it's a weekly podcast where Tia and her friends get together and they discuss top 10 lists, top 10 movies, top 10 horror movies, directors, you name it. They're they're talking about it. So go check her out. You could follow her at TC underscore Stark on Twitter, and you'll find more about her there. Good friend of the podcast, good person in general. Go check her out. Okay. And we are going to take a quick break. And
1: while we do, you can listen to some messages from friends of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So, whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop
2: Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. subscribe
1: to the best little horror house in Philly and I'll see you boils and ghouls over there. And welcome back and now it's time to get into the plot for Outcast and I've promised these guys we're going to get through this quick because we don't really want to talk about it all that much to be <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, just being honest. Yeah. So, we open Middle East 12th century and a group of faceless warriors are barging into some castle somewhere and they're fighting other faceless dudes. And we see two faces, Hayden Christensen and Nicolas Cage, and they're just killing a bunch of dudes with swords. But while they do, they have enough time to bitch to each other. One talking about how we don't need to do this. The other one saying, no, we totally do because God told us to. The one that wants to run away is Nicolas Cage. He's tired of this bullshit, more or less. The generic
2: thing where he just says, go east. And we have <laughs> not established where we are exactly.
1: No, it's, we are Middle East, so he oh. would that would be right east, right? I yeah, yeah I <laughs> right, meant, like right.
2: where like like if you go east from most places, it's just all desert in the Middle East. So you could just be sending him to his death essentially. I think that's what
1: the hope was. <laughs> yeah, just sending him <laughs> off to die really. So they kill a bunch of people, and Nicolas Cage isn't happy about it, but Christensen seems to kind of be loving it. And then we flash forward three years later, and it's in the Far East, not the Middle East, and some king is dying because he's got movie cough so he he tells his young son who's like 14 that he's going to give the throne to him despite the fact that he has a brother that's been spending the better part of his adult years raping and pillaging as far as the eye could see all in the name of his father so then his brother returns home shang is the great warrior brother Returns home with a whole bunch of black soldiers and they're like we are going to take the throne forcefully. So he stabs his own dad when he won't give it up to him. And apparently there's some sort of seal that signifies who's the rightful heir to the throne. He gives that to, what was the kid's name? Zhao is the 14-year-old yeah. kid. And they escape with his sister, who is played by the girl that also plays Mulan in a live-action film. And they escape thanks to Kung Fu Master Monk, who was never seen again because he dies.
0: Yeah, it took too long to get to the martial arts, to be honest. Yeah. This whole That's, thing should have been martial arts movie. It's just, just a martial arts it, movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it was a moment where you know that this movie has taken itself way too seriously. Is they just have that whole father-son scene for way too long.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Zhao and his sister, by the name of Lian, they make it through the wilderness into some sort of outpost in the mountains, trying to get away from the, the Black Guard and they stumble into some sort of saloon, and they ask people that they need they need help, they need protection to ride to a certain place. I don't even remember where the place was, but no, it was. I think it it winds up being like a general outpost or something. So the patrons of the bar, the saloon, believe, hey, this is our chance to make some money. And then Jacob, who was played by Hayden Christensen, doing his best Chris Hemsworth impression decides to stand up and say, hey, I'm drunk, and I want my sword back because he sold his sword for some beer money, and then he winds up just killing a whole bunch of dudes and saving their lives. As I said, I'm going through this really quick.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that a drunk, hating Christensen could kill elite soldiers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not even, he's not even just drunk. He's also high on opium. Yeah, because every shot, and here's another a super annoying thing about this movie. Anytime we look at the world through Hayden Christensen's character's eyes, it's blurry, mm-hmm. blurry vision, and it, it wears thin super quick. But they do it a lot. Yep.
2: Yeah, well, Hayden Christensen's character in this scene shows you what happens when you have fought for the power of God. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Like Christianity makes you a super soldier, essentially
0: it's worked for me guys i know that (laughs) yep
1: so he kills those guy people and then Zhao and leanne basically tell him now you have to protect us you're the only person that we could trust we have to go uh, to xingyong that's what it was they got to to xingyong so and then he's just like uh i'm not but i'm going this way and you guys better leave this place or else you're going to wind up dead so he goes out on the trail and then they are kind of following behind, but slowly because he's got a horse and he's just like, peace y'all. But then the <laughs> black the the black guard is hot on their trail. So then he feels like he's responsible for them. So then he goes back to them and he helps them hide. And then they're off. They team up. Eventually they continue to walk through. The wilderness they come across a village that has been sacked by the black guard one of the guards is trying to get away with one girl that i guess he plans to rape and hayden christensen from from way downtown takes out a bow and arrow and shoots him from about i don't know 300 yards
2: yeah and the most overdramatic
1: bow shot i've ever seen <laughs> yeah it is silly because then <laughs> zhao was just like well how did he do that and he That's said impossible. practice
0: practice It's like, like nah, that's it. you, you probably got lucky to be honest with you. Did, yeah do you think you just had like that moment like holy shit i can't believe that worked
1: that guy cool. was
0: serpentining too <laughs> and and there was the, the woman was on his back right the 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 woman that he was trying to save mm-hmm. is on the rider's back that's like a one in a billion shot right there mm-hmm. and he does it somehow he does it he's just too good He's like, Mickey, man, I'll swing for the one in the middle. (laughs) He put up career numbers right there.
1: (laughs) So they save the girl and she has no bearing on this plot whatsoever. But she is a person that got paid every day to show up on the set, I guess.
0: Come on, man. She does things. She eats food. Yeah. She says a couple lines, presumably important stuff. I don't remember. So then they continue to go traveling around.
1: Eventually they make it to the desert and they happen across a caravan of people on camels and they are still being hunted down by the Blackguard. So they pay the woman that is in charge of the caravan to escort them through into this next neighboring village. And he gives them all a bunch of gold and she says, yeah, sure, come along. And then they get into the city and we have this Moss Eisley Almost scene where it seems to be a den of inequity and there's harem of women and drugs and alcohol free flowing, and Jacob Hayden Christensen is enjoying every minute of it, and then he gets drugged and he passes out. He comes to, he's been tied up and locked into prison, as well as Zhao and Lian, but he quickly breaks out, kills a few guards. When he
2: sets his wrist ties on fire, how doesn't everything else set on fire? Because all you see is it just goes up, like, the flame just goes around it and the scene cuts away. I'm like, that makes no sense. That's not, He's got a sword right there that he could probably use to cut the rope off.
1: He was trying to be dramatic. It's perfect.
2: Yeah, that was that was an improv from Hayden Christensen.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if I did this? Sure. I don't think anyone should allow him to do any sort of improvisation ever. Yeah. Oh, you've lost that uh, privilege, my man. Yeah. Fun right. trivia fact, <laughs> killing the younglings was all improv. Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, George, I know you want this whole thing to go differently, but what about if I, instead of just, like, walking out from the kids, what if I just brutally murdered them? I don't <laughs> know, man, that's a little dark. Yeah, but isn't that, like, that's what Darth Vader would do, uh, I don't know if he would do that. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, well, well, he does...
0: It's like poetry, it rhymes, so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> right, and he does destroy a whole planet, so... <laughs> And, I'm presuming there were children on that planet.
1: And I don't the, give a shit. I'm going to sell off this property for $4 billion in <laughs> like 15
0: years. Do whatever you want, Hayden.
2: <laughs> and in this movie, Hayden Christensen just pulls out a DVD copy of episode three and go, you're going to do my improv, right?
0: <laughs> do you, I wonder if like on the set of Outcast, do you think they were just like, like Nick Cage... And Hayden Christensen were just, like, comparing shitty movies that they've been in. <laughs> like, Jumper. And then Nick Cage was just like, 50 different things. <laughs> like, all right, well, I got that beat. Haters. Fucking Phantom Menace. Well, he wasn't in Phantom Menace. Uh, Attack of the clones. Clone Wars. Attack of the Clones. Oh shit. Oh, that's that's pretty good, Hayden. That's pretty good. You got me there. I don't know. That, have I have
2: seen I, Snake Eyes.
0: <laughs> wasn't Hayden Christensen in a Nazi movie? I feel like that was something. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's see. I also kind of feel bad for Hayden because I wanted to bring it up that I feel like he kind of got the the short end of the stick with those with the prequels mm-hmm. because I mean those movies are just poorly written. Yeah. They're they're toy grabs. They're that's pretty much what it is. Yep. So you know he wasn't really given the best, but he didn't help. I remember Ant when you and I first met each other, we spoke in length about the sand speech. <laughs> yeah. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. <laughs> you don't help yourself with that kind of monologue. Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. I think someone did a whole video about how to change the prequels. And I think it's something along the lines of uh like, like the sand or whatever it's so funny I, I they're animals and i slaughtered them like animals i still think it's the worst star wars movie I, I think all three of those are really bad all of a sudden it's gotten kind of people have gone lax on it on the prequels because
1: people are insane in, yeah on twitter there's no crazier twitter than film twitter or like <laughs> geek film twitter i'll say yeah because like everything is underrated everything's like Oh, you know what? It's actually not that bad. Like sometimes movies just suck, yes, and it's okay to like movies that suck. We do the whole entire podcast of movies that suck, but half the time we love them
0: right. yeah. and but we're not going out on into the world screaming that these movies are good in any you know, like these movies are actually pretty good. You should check them out. No, they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. but if you like bad movies, watch it.
1: I remember 2016. I remember everybody hating Suicide Squad. (laughs) I remember everybody hating Jared Leto, specifically in Suicide
0: Squad. Another one, Amazing Spider-Man 2. All of a sudden, everyone is an Andrew Garfield stan. (laughs) Where were you when he was trying to make box office? Right. (laughs) If you guys showed up, we might have had an Amazing Spider-Man 3. So don't come around here now. Touting how he's the best Spider-Man. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're fucking wrong. He lost Emma Stone because you assholes. I
1: assume. <laughs> I don't know if they're together or not. <laughs> yeah.
0: He just couldn't take the the pressure of being the worst Spider-Man at the time.
1: He was off fucking Ryan Gosling behind Eva, uh, Eva mendez's
0: back. <laughs> they, they, you know those two are doing it. So yeah, that that's the thing, man. Just don't. Pretty soon we're just gonna be years from now it's just gonna be like oh like we have batman v superman that's actually a good movie shut up shut yeah. up you know what movie's totally underrated jonah hex <laughs> that oh, i'm God. waiting for that <laughs> what about green lantern you know we kind of go back and look at it ryan reynolds gives a nuanced performance shut up <laughs> go away please yeah. if there's any
1: genre of film that does not need to be re-examines its comic
0: book movies (laughs) right they're they're doing just fine regardless yeah i feel like everyone keeps complaining on twitter that there should be an edit button there should be a button where if you make a nonsensical tweet like that you get banned for 24 hours (laughs) (laughs) i think the prequels are actually better than the hello what happened I i can't send what happened prequels are better than the sequels, bro. <laughs> is a hell of a drug. I think people are just trying to be edgy. Those hot takes. Yeah, contrarian, I guess. Yeah. It just makes you look
1: foolish. People have replaced having a personality with having a hot take. That's a very
0: good point. <laughs> I th- I, but I think that's true, because everyone just posts random shit and just, like, use this as a like button if you think Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man. I mean, he was okay. But those yeah. movies are terrible. Yeah. They're objectively bad. Yes. Yeah, back to Outcast. I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, even God, know why. This movie. <laughs> I don't know why.
1: So he punches a woman in the face. They escape after he fights some people. Eventually, he gets wounded and he eventually tracks down Zhao and Lian, who have gone ahead of him because they were trying to escape into the woods. Blackguard was after them. He eventually passes out. When he comes to. Some sort of medicine woman is working on him and a familiar face of Nicholas Cage by the name of Ghislaine, I think was the name, that, how they pronounced his name in <laughs> Ghislaine. It and, doesn't matter. And it's Nicholas Cage doing something. He's got yeah. he's got Gene Simmons kiss hair with the little <laughs> ponytail on top. It's, it's, his, it's his talking style.
2: I don't want to say accent because it might be the same. Completely different than it was when we first see
1: him.
0: I have no clue. It's hard to decipher what he is. It's it's been a hard
1: three years for Ghislaine. Let's just say that.
2: It just looks like he, to me, maybe it's because I blanked out the entire beginning of the movie, but it just felt like he was a completely different character when he showed up here.
1: Oh, he is, yeah. My favorite line reading is, you want my blood? (laughs) I don't even remember how he says it,
0: but he says it so ridiculous because he says it twice, you want my blood? You want my blood? what does he say to the one girl like he calls her like like no one says that to me child <laughs> his line readings are so good this is what we should have had from the beginning yeah i'd watch they, a Lane movie i mean i they, already watched this piece of shit so <laughs> right. might as well they should have done the opposite where they find hayden christensen and he's only in it for 20 minutes it's <laughs> like the it's like wicked from the witch's
1: perspective now we get
0: <laughs> Galen's perspective
1: <laughs> so Galen's at some sort of like hideout in the middle of nowhere but and him and jacob have some moments and they don't really make up but eventually they find out the blackguard is coming to them so they kind of the enemy of my enemy is my friend so they kind of Start loading up, locking and loading, and getting everything ready for the Blackguard coming. They build some grenades, and they set some weapons up, and they tell everybody where they want to be. Blackguard comes, and sure enough, they, you know, set a trap for them by kind of burning some brush so it's all full of smoke so the Blackguard can't see, so they kind of pepper and pick off the Blackguard one by one with arrows. And eventually, we just get some fighting some bombs are thrown. They booby trap the cave with like this sweet home alone style swing of spikes that come in and hit the black guard. And then eventually Ghislaine is in the path of a grenade that's about to go off. So his wife, May, comes to save him, pull him to safety, and she dies. So then he goes completely berserker mode <laughs> and starts just kicking ass and taking names and getting to, getting hit sometimes. He's in a rage. He's yeah, in a he, frenzied rage. He goes Wolverine, Berserker yeah. rage. So eventually the Black Guard takes him in front of Shing and they kill him. So then Jacob then goes into his own little mini Berserker and he starts fighting people. Eventually it's Shing versus Jacob in a one-on-one showdown. First he does terrible and then Leanne tries to put a stop to it by holding a, a knife to her brother. and Her brother stabs her. So then Jacob goes crazy and he starts winning against Shing, but then two guys from out of nowhere just shoot arrows at him, try and kill him in the middle of their fight. And then eventually Jacob stabs Shing and Shing dies. And then Leanne just comes back to life all of a sudden. Yeah. And she's not going to die.
2: It might go into your theory, Dan, was the character that wasn't anything in the movie, like holding on to her at this point, because you have healing hands.
0: Is that what it was?
2: I'm just making it at comment. Like, He's oh, bullshitting.
0: Yeah.
1: Bullshitting,
0: yeah. Man, this movie doesn't deserve that. <laughs> so then,
1: after Lian regains consciousness and Shing dies, the general of the Black Guard bend the knee to Zhao, calling him your majesty, so now they have agreed that he is the rightful heir to the king. So then they go to the general's residence, and the generals find out the fate of Zhao, Shing, and Leanne, and Jacob is now recovered from his wounds, and they have buried Mei and Galane, and Leanne and Jacob have one last affectionate moment, and then they leave Jacob behind because he can't go with them because his, his soul's too stained. Bodies follow him everywhere. or Death follows him everywhere. And then Zhao makes it to the general's residence, and they bend the knee as well. And that's the end of Outcast in the shortest possible way I could describe this film.
0: It's pretty short. I I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Dan's got places to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, swing and a miss. They can all be winners.
0: Yeah, you know I'm on strike two there. I got to be careful. Listen, I'm gonna try again next week or yeah, in a couple of weeks, a few weeks. I mean, hey,
1: only one of us has picked Love on a Leash, so <laughs> that's
0: true. Well, you know, listen guys, I, this really sums up the beauty of Nick Cage. Either you're gonna get you're gonna get a good performance, a good bad performance, or a bad performance. So that's just that's how it's gonna be. Would you consider this just a bad performance? Yeah, yeah, this is the uh. This is the latter. This is the third choice, unfortunately. But yeah, I was led astray. (laughs) It happens, man. It happens. None of us are perfect. Yeah. Anything
1: you do to make this better?
0: I liked my idea of setting it during the Crusades. We were establishing that it's a serious movie. We want to have it where, you know, maybe Hayden Christensen is a young, energetic soldier of God, and he's he he wants to do his part to rid, you know, he wants to get the Holy Land back. And Nicholas Cage is that grizzled vet who's seen some shit, and he's they're, they're they're fighting, they're you know doing all this abhorrent stuff to women, children, innocents, and it just it really sours on Nicholas Cage's soul. But Hayden Christensen's like really all about it. So maybe you get to the final act where they're they're storming the castle, they take this, it's a huge step for them. Maybe there's a big fight at the end between Hayden Christensen and Nick Cage, because it's just Nick Cage has had enough and Hayden Christensen calls him like a pussy or something like that. Go east, you fucking pussy, then get out of here. And they, they fight, they duel and Hayden Christensen kills Nick Cage or vice versa, however you want to do it. But yeah, I think it would have just been cool to see from that perspective, how, because we all know what religion can do to the easily swayed, I guess. So, yeah, something along those lines where Hayden Christensen just really, he gets really into it and Nick Cage is kind of on his way out with it.
2: Yeah, mine is what I had said earlier. If they would have just picked the lane, like make it either all about the Crusades or all about this Far East royal family. I think either one of those films make it better, but it's kind of hard to make a pile of shit better. So that's really all I got.
1: I would just make it a little more fun. I wouldn't take let it take itself too seriously. Like I think you could be serious and be fun. This has no intentions of being fun. Like, raise of the Lost Ark. I mean, obviously, all-time classic, but it's serious and fun
0: at the same time. Yeah, there, there's comedic tones.
1: Yeah. I did not have a fun time with this movie. That's all.
0: That's really all I got to say. No, me neither. All right, I guess we're done. <laughs> and that's the end of that chapter. All right, you guys want to plug your shit? Yeah, at Diaquino122 on Twitter. Follow us at Stranger Damies on Instagram and Twitter as well. That's our Real Play d podcast. And we, we have a lot of important updates for the Game Vault stream. We retweet all the streams and anything else important that we have coming up. So just, you know, if you want to talk D&D, video games, movies, good movies, good movies, not bad movies that you think are good, actual good movies. We will yeah. talk about them there.
2: Our other two podcasts, as you mentioned, Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast, airs every Wednesday. You can find it by searching Stranger Damies. And then every other Monday, um, we have our gaming podcast, The Game Vault Podcast. So you can search that by The Game Vault Podcast. And those socials are at Game Vault Pod on Twitch, um, Twitter, and Instagram. So at this point, this episode will probably air after our Extra Life live stream, so our full 24-hour drive is over. But... You can still donate. We raise money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So you can donate anytime from when you hear this episode until the end of the year by going to tinyurl.com slash extra life, the number five. Some of our donation goals, which you can find on the uh, Game Vault Pod Twitter feed, will still be in effect because they are threshold goals. Hopefully we've met some of them or surpassed all of them by this point. But if not, feel free to check that out and see if it can help us get over the hump for something. I think we're all especially looking at the top one at $1,200 to see Tom play a horror game. Hmm. So <laughs> I think we're all pushing for that. So, yeah, and like I said, on all streams and podcasts, no matter when you donate, you know, you'll get a shout out and all that. And you'll be helping a good cause, raising money there. If you can't donate, uh, feel free to retweet any of the reminders that the uh, the drive is still going on through the end of the year and just signal boost it a little bit so that maybe other people that are able to donate, because I know 2020 has been a tough year, um,
1: will be able to do that.
2: Once again, site is tinyurl.com slash extra life,
1: the number five. Okay, great. And this is They Called Us a Movie. You can find us at theycalledusamovie.podbean.com and on all podcast streaming apps just by searching They Called Us a Movie. we are part of the Main daming Network and you find them at the and on all social medias at the main so That's Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. Just search for the main Damien. we will pop right up. We're also proud member of our Geek Vibes Nation. You'll find them at gvnation.com and on all socials and podcast streaming apps. Just by searching Geek Vibes Nation, bunch of great shows on there. Top 10 with Tia, Geek Vibes Live, Seen a Nerd, Gutting the Sacred Cow. If there is something that you're interested in that is geek centric, I am sure you could find a show for you. Maybe they have a show about geeky movies that need to be reevaluated. I don't know that's gonna wrap it up this week if you have any questions comments hit us up at the main at gmail.com if you would be so kind leave us a review and a five-star rating on itunes it helps us out a great deal tell us you love us tell us you hate us but at least leave a five-star review that'd be amazing and that's gonna wrap it up for us this week the movie was outcast and the director was nick powell so for dan aquino and mark myers this is anthony Vecchio telling nick powell well you certainly made a movie didn't you